0: Hey friends, this is episode 23 of the Becoming Human podcast, and in this episode, I sit down with my pal, my teammate, Jesse Marshall. He trains out of Livewire MMA, and he was a veteran, or he is a veteran, rather. I sat down with him because I was really interested in what compelled him to step inside of the cage, why he, day after day, he dedicated his time to training. And I also found it interesting that that he was on disability, so he was getting paid, you know, monthly stipend. So he was able to have a wide amount of time to commit to training. And I wanted to understand exactly how war had affected him. Because I've never really sat down with someone and, and asked them their experience in deployment. And I found out a whole lot more about Jesse that I never anticipated. And it really resonated within my own life. And it also provided me with a lot of clarity um, in my ignorance. But I'm going to step out of my own way and I'm going to let Jesse tell his story. And I hope you guys enjoy. Uh, Sorry this is coming at you a little bit late. I fell behind schedule um, last week because I kind of ran myself down between from going from the uh, trail running competition to doing my kickboxing match. After that, my body, I felt really tired. And instead of listening to myself, I gave it less sleep. Because I thought that would be a sign of weakness. I thought if I gave into that, then I w- wouldn't be worth anything. And I, w- I wouldn't amount to the things that I want to do. And that was fucking silly. I let my ego really grip me for a minute there. And <clears throat> undermine my need for recovery. It's just really interesting trying to figure out this dance with myself. Of um, listening to myself and pushing myself further. In these uncomfortable places. I kind of got get confused sometimes of like, um, you know, I'm too tired to to do kettlebells today. Or I'm too tired to run today with, I really need to get some rest. And I tell myself, quit being a, a bitch or a pansy. And it's I'm learning the nuance between both of them. Yoga is something that really helps me with that though, because... I literally am isolated in that moment to where like I'm holding a posture and I'm always considering giving up the further that I go. And then the further I take myself, I'm able to have a more nuanced dialogue with my body and my mind as kind of hippy dippy woo woo as it sounds. It's just like telling myself, I understand the difference between giving up and uh, body failure or something's hurting, something's wrong. And then that pours over into my everyday life. Um, and ooh, if you'd like to throw some change in my pocket, uh, you can always go to our Amazon affiliate link, which can be found in the show notes or on my website, killyourking.com. You can, if you're feeling lonely, you could pick yourself up a blow-up doll. I'm sure they sell flashlights on there. They got cake mix, so you can have a party and just get down with your bad self. Or, you could also go pick up some trail shoes, some Vibram Five Fingers. Those things are dope as shit. But don't get the Merrell Vapor gloves or the Tesla tri- or the Tesla Minimalist ones. Those things suck. I went through those in two weeks and they completely disintegrated on me. Luckily, Amazon's cool as shit, and they gave me my money back. Well, I hope you guys enjoy this episode, and I'm going to play you in with a track by The Living Arrows, I Am Not My Thoughts. I feel like it's very fitting for all this stuff. And I hope you guys are enjoying this fine, fine summer. <laughs> bye. Hey friends, it's episode 23 of the Becoming Human podcast, and this week I got my pal
1: Jesse Marshall on. How's it going? How's it going?
0: Ooh-wee! It's going to be some fun times. going to get baked as shit. Sounds good to me. Yeah, higher than a fucking space cadet. Not yet, though. Um, so this week I'm just, uh, decided to sit down with Jesse over here because it was our debut kickboxing fight, and I was just fascinated. What kind of got you into uh, training and kickboxing and martial arts? Just because a lot of people see that as something really intense and they get discouraged by that kind of shit.
1: Um, well, honestly, I've been interested in it my whole life. Always been a, a physical, violent type person. Not necessarily a mean, but violent.
0: Like fighting when you're a kid and stuff like that? Yeah, always
1: getting kicked out of school for fighting and just...
0: When you did that, were you doing it because it was like a response to being picked on, or were you trying, it was like, I'm trying to prove myself kind of deal?
1: Response to being picked on. Oh, okay. I was a, I was a small when I was a kid. Are you
0: serious? Yeah, I was itty bitty. Yeah. I was a
1: short, scrawny little shit. Used to Jesus. always get picked on. And just
0: for the listener, Jesse, seven foot 5 I'm kidding. <laughs> You're like, what, 6'4"? Six 6'4", four?
1: Six four, 231.
0: Damn, I was right about the 6'4". I'm not a cop, and that's the first. 231. <laughs> Damn.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: And so when you were little, you you were the runt out of your
1: fucking your peers. Yes, I was. Surprising. I was the runt until my sophomore year in high school. I grew like three inches and gained eighty pounds over a summer. You gained eighty pounds because you were like just growth spurt or just growth spurt? Lifting? Damn. Just a growth spurt. I didn't even lift weights when I was in high school. Really? Not till uh, not till I was deployed did I lift weights. Have you ever like uh, were you all? Did you always compete
0: in sports as a kid, or?
1: Football, yep. Football? I started playing full contact football when I was in the third grade. Third I grade? Played all the way up through high school.
0: They had full contact football then? God damn. Eastern
1: Washington. Hell yeah. Now. Uh, that was a long time ago. That, that was a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, head injuries are important, though. So I guess we're not, what kind of pussies, but
0: damn. And so in third grade, is it something that, like, Your parents always saw that as a a way out or as a profession? They encouraged you to get deep into sports, or was it just some fun shit when you were a kid?
1: Um, They just encouraged me to try, and I liked it. (coughs) So then they were just like, "All right," And then they just supported me through it. I see. Have you...
0: (coughs) And in the school aspects of things, obviously if you're getting bullied at that time, I imagine it impacted your relationship with uh, education or school.
1: Yeah, uh, as far as that goes, the only reason I went to school was to play football. Has that
0: always been like that, or was there some big-ass pivotal point where you're like, fuck
1: this, I'm not going
0: to try anymore?
1: Fourth grade. Fourth grade? Mrs. Van Osdell's class in Pomeroy. Oh, yeah, I still remember. Uh, Fuck, I got in trouble in school. I got suspended for being too active. What? So they medicated me. They put me on ADHD medication. Oh, shit. Then I got suspended from school for not interacting with the other students, because I was a zombie. Wait a minute, so
0: do you remember what it felt like when you weren't on it and when you were on it? Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah, oh, it sucked, man. When I was on it, I'd stay up, I'd be all gacked out, stay up all night long, just fucking staring at the wall and shit. What? Yeah, at that age, I was a kid, I didn't have a TV in my room, oh, so. Holy
0: shit.
1: Just lay in there, stare at the wall, all night long. So before you were on
0: that kind of thing, like, or before you were on medication, rather... When you were a kid, were you always um, bugging your parents or trying to get out, you know, trying to actually do things?
1: Oh, yeah, we were, I was never sitting around, always active, always running around, always out doing something. That's crazy. And, um, when you were a
0: kid, I know this is really hard to remember, but were you actually interested, like, in the, would you find the material interesting? It just might have been the way that they presented it, you think?
1: Because... Uh, well, when I was a kid, uh, schoolwork was really easy. I didn't even have to try. Really? Yeah, uh, I, I was just, I was super smart, and it was, it was too easy, you know? I didn't have to work on, uh, in the second grade, I was already through the fourth grade curriculum. What? Yeah, I went to a tiny little town, Starbuck, Washington. There was probably, I don't know, 60 students in the whole school. Holy shit. Yeah, now there's only 120 people there currently in the town. Whoa, oh, not much has changed. It. Not oh. much has t- changed. They finally got their first gas station like 10 years ago. Oh
0: my gosh! <laughs> Holy crap! It, when you were when you got to that point, though, so if you were ahead intellectually when you're in you know second grade, by the time you got into fourth grade, was it just that probably? Do you feel like you might have been bored then with the material that they had? Or? Yeah,
1: that's exactly what it was. They kept making me repeat the same material over and over again every year. Oh. Yeah, go come into class and first day of school, and it's like, all right, I did this book last year. like, Well, you're going to have to do it again. The fuck? Yeah. That, that
0: almost reminds me, like, when I've been in situations in my own life where I'm trying to get by, and I, let's say I get a promotion, and then I get a raise, and... I'm still living paycheck to paycheck, and then I just give the fuck up because it feels like my effort is worthless.
1: Yeah, that's. Oh uh, yeah, Jesus good, Christ! Pretty much it. Fourth grade. Stopped, nah. and then it was just for football, and then I had, you know, and then I got into running around with a bunch of friends and Ooh, becoming gosh, a shit. little delinquent, well, little asshole.
0: Is at the at that time though like. What was mostly on your mind? Was it just uh, having the most fun you can? Or was football in there? Like, I'm going to take football to the fucking... All the way to
1: the end. Football was my... Was my card. Like, if I didn't play football, I didn't get to skate the rest of the year. Oh. It was how I made it through school. And that was an obvious thing, too? That wasn't just some... Oh, shit. It was super obvious, like... Like, what was the pivotal moment when you realized... Junior year, the day after football season, they kicked me out of school. Holy shit. And senior year. Why'd they kick you out of school? Because football season was over and they didn't need me anymore. They're like, well, we're not going to deal with your shit. We know what's going to happen, so just clean out your locker and go home.
0: Were you like, uh, what do you call it, getting in trouble and shit like that at school
1: a bunch? Yeah. Especially in high school, I'd just go... Sit out in the parking lot and get super lit. <laughs> Come oh, back shit. in, go in the library, go smoke in the fucking bathrooms. Walk God. into the bathroom, take a big old pipe hit, and then walk down the hallways in between classes, blowing out this huge cloud of smoke. Holy shit. People looking around like, what the fuck? I'm like, what oh, me? Where <laughs> <laughs>
0: did it, and did that like socially isolate you, or did that make you uh, more socially acceptable?
1: I think combination of both. Everybody knew knew who I was, but nobody really wanted to hang out with me because they were going to get in trouble.
0: See, I asked that because when I was in middle school, that's kind of what happened to me is when I overdosed, and I overdosed in a town of, like, 1,200 people.
1: So everybody knew.
0: Yeah, and I was hanging out with all the seniors in high school, and then all of a sudden they were my friends, and I'm this little 12, or no, not 12-year-old, 10-year-old running around with them, Uh, and I got, like, left naked in a ditch by them eventually, though. That's the end of it, was I was Damn. hanging out with them, would party with them, because I, I wanted to belong, but I didn't. So I like that sense of, like, mm-hmm. alienation from the people in my class, but belonging to another group. And uh, they just were having me around because, I don't know, the fucking I, they found me interesting or funny. And the way that I did it kind of fucked me up because I took it to the max, ended up overdosing, and they just left me naked in a ditch. And it was like, ooh, I don't think they were my friends that much. Yeah. But um, they ended up... uh, I ended up getting kicked out of my school and then going to an alternative school. And that's kind of where it changed because then I was... All I was doing was, like, seeking people's approval and also, like, pleasure-seeking. I was really bored. School Mm -hmm. was boring when I did good in
1: school. Do something to make myself feel good. Yeah,
0: exactly. And football, like, I tried that shit... And I had some fat ass coach, he didn't teach it very well, he was just like, run,
1: while well, I ate a hamburger,
0: literally. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck, man? So I just hated it. <laughs> and all I was, was like, drugs, this is, if I take drugs, and if I take this as a discipline, as a thing to do, and I want to ramp it up to its fullest, like it was a challenge, mm-hmm. and I prove myself by how much I used, and that fucked me up quick. So that's I know, why I asked you I know you exactly what that. I was talking
1: about, about that whole... Yeah, that's how I overdosed on acid and heroin. What?
0: You overdosed on acid and heroin? Tell me about this
1: shit, yeah. if you like. Uh, the acid one, I overdosed. I smoked 30 hits of acid at what one, the fuck? one sitting. I fried for like six months.
0: How in the hell did you get there?
1: Uh, <laughs> what made you do that? I was living in Arizona and uh, got in a fight with my ex, right, arguing, whatever, Mhm. And they had these synthetic drugs down there. And you could just buy them at the smoke shop. Really? Yeah, they had like the bath salts, and then they had the pain pill. Anyway, they had all kinds of fake drugs that you could buy at the smoke shop. Yeah. Well, I went and bought some acid, and she got made me mad, so I was just like, "Fuck it!" and dumped the whole jar on top of the bowl, and hit it. Took a few hits of it, me and a buddy. She's trying to be a badass. Just with trying it. to be a badass, and. Fried, fried hard for a long time. Oh, my God. I woke up. Uh, when I finally finished frying, we were, had moved up here to Washington. I had, like, yellow and white and green, blue, red hair. Do you? My beard was dyed all different colors. <laughs> what? Fucking, it was nuts. My co- I, I was walking around. With my bulletproof vest that I had from deployment uh-huh with a nine mil strapped to the front a multicolored mohawk running around Arizona oh my god
0: Wow do you remember like any of the moments in
1: between Kind of not really it's more it's kind of like a dream yeah like, I can remember but when I try to explain it it just gets distant uh-huh oh but yeah yeah it wow. was it That's was nuts. A dream. Don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. <laughs>
0: or use them in moderation. <laughs> That's
1: like saying don't climb
0: cliffs because you'll fall. <laughs> if you fuck up, you fall. The um, what was? How did you feel when you came out of that? Did it? Was it like ah oh, whatever? You just keep rolling with it, or did it like strike you?
1: Oh man, ice cream scoops. It took ice cream scoops out of my brain. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh god. I no. still, I still deal with it, and that was fucking like five years ago. Damn. Just like blank spots. That's yeah. It's a
0: trip. I, well, I've had kind of instances of that too. Just when I, I used to take soma's a lot when I was a kid,
1: and <laughs> soma's will fog up your windows real quick. Yeah, <laughs> for
0: like five months, man. And it was it was a trip. The the thing though that I remember or that I try to focus on, like when I I guess I'm thinking about those times, is my intention there and why I was doing it. And I think it was, I had like a a vacuum in my life to once again, going back to anything that's like interesting Mm -hmm. or hard, is I didn't have anything that was challenging me. So because of that vacuum, chaos filled the fucking shit completely and totally. So I just wanted to be like, when I get home, I get home, if I wasn't working, I get home at four o'clock, and I would pass out and wake up at 7 in the morning and just fucked the whole time. I think I was like 15 then. It was, it was an interesting period. But uh, we got completely off topic with <laughs> um, going to school and kind of giving up on school, following into football, and then kind of getting into making different choices and getting kicked out. So you got kicked out the first time. Did you go back to that same school and get kicked out again, or a new one? Different school.
1: Different school? Yeah. So in this little-ass town that you're still in, right? No, we moved. Oh, where'd you guys move to? We uh, we moved to Milton Freewater, Washington. Where's Milton Freewater? It's right on the Oregon-Washington border. It's like five miles from Walla Walla. Oh, shit. Okay, that's like the Dales kind of area.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, the... Yep. And how is that? Because... That's a
1: small town too. Yeah, uh, not as not as small by any means, but still pretty small.
0: So, coming from a small town and entering a small town, I imagine you didn't feel quite welcome, or did you?
1: No, not really. And and it it, it was a it was a huge school,
0: uh-huh. but it
1: was a small town because there and Milton Freewater is where they have all the labor camps. Labor it, camps. Yeah, for all the apple orchards and shit are. They, bring, they have all the Hispanic immigrants come Wait. over and all their families live in these big enclosed labor camp what? things, chain link fences in these apartments, and they go out and work the fields. And the kids have to go to school, but after school they have to go to work. They don't get to participate in sports. What? So we're ranked as a 4A what? high school because of the amount of people... But because of the amount of kids that can actually play sports, we only have a 2A team. Holy shit. And
0: so a 2A team, what is that? What's a 2A team? Where you have a smaller team? Or... Small.
1: Like, you don't have, you got, like, your first string and a couple of extra people. You oh, don't okay. have, like, a first string and oh, a second string. so you're not after. playing any,
0: like, serious games against other no, schools. No, little
1: tiny. They're little tiny schools. Play, you know. Whoa.
0: You, so you went to school right alongside, like, immigrant fucking children?
1: Yes. How was like that? Like, straight, uh, oh, I, I learned how to was understand this. when someone's talking shit about you in Spanish. <laughs> really? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know the exact words, but I can understand.
0: Puto pendejo, estupido.
1: Yeah, you yeah. walk by and, like, right, I'm a fucker. I
0: don't know, but I know you was talking about me. Holy crap. And was it really clicky
1: there compared to the place you came from or were
0: both of them very clicky?
1: Um no, it was soup the place the place that I came from there wasn't a click, there weren't enough people. Mm-hmm. You'd have like two people per click. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: so yeah, but then they there was tons of people at this other school. Damn. It was
0: it was nuts. I did not know that they have like internment well, oh, that's sorry, that's dramatic. I did not know that they had those um, situations with migrant
1: workers. hmm They get a work visa, and they come over, and they get an apartment, and it's all completely enclosed, fenced in. They got their own... Is it like nice accommodations, or is it... Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. They're nice. They, they trash them. They start out nice. Oh, I see what you're saying. And then, you know, they get, they get their paycheck... And then they also get to collect welfare and food stamps and stuff like that. So they're they're driving around in these badass Escalades on 26s and shit like that. Oh, they are? I didn't know it was like that
0: at all. Yeah,
1: and it's just all like ghetto trashy inside these little chain link...
0: Holy shit!
1: Yeah, chain link fences. I do gotta
0: add that almost... This is generalist and ignorant in a lot of ways, but most immigrants... Fucking ball! They find a way to ball, regardless. Oh, like they, they find
1: all the loopholes in the system. Very industrious, regardless mm-hmm. of the kind
0: of immigrant. It's just yeah, they're very successful most of the time. Hell yeah! I wish oh, I had the you. patience for it. Yeah, man. I knew one guy. He was uh, he was Hispanic. He's like, yeah, I got three businesses. I'm like, w- what do you do? I sell houses, like construction, and he's he's just balling. I'm like, what? And I met not just Hispanic people, but Chi- uh, Chinese people. Of some sort, Japanese, mm-hmm. and just yeah, just balling, make their kids
1: work and shit. I'm like,
0: damn man, you got free fucking employees.
1: Yeah, another guy that owns the little corner store there. We call it. We call it the Durka. The Durka. <laughs> but he owns three gas stations, two in Bellingham, that one right there, and he's getting ready to open up another one. Jesus Christ. Dude has a Bentley.
0: What? And I got friends complaining that it's so hard to get by. Uh huh. <laughs> what the fuck?
1: Rolled up on my bike one day. And I, I'm like, damn, that's a nice <laughs> car. And I walked in and I was talking about it, and he's like, that's mine. I was like, hey, no, f- how is that yours? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I own all these businesses. And I was like, well, congratulations, man. Good job. Teach me your <laughs> skills, please. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Shit. And
0: so when you got to that school, did you immediately just start getting into football? Mm-hmm. No, I wasn't
1: even going to go back to school. Oh, you weren't? Whoa. I was Why just going to get a job. I wasn't going to school to learn. I wasn't gonna graduate. I knew that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, my only chance of anything was a football scholarship. But then at that time, you don't get a football scholarship if you still got to have grades to be able to make it into the school. Yeah. So there was like no chance I was going to college. Oh None. shit. None.
0: And so, what kind of, uh, what kind of thoughts were going through your head in response to that? Like, were you just fucking football and that's it? Yeah.
1: Just football. And, then,
0: and what did you end up finding a job before you started school again? or
1: No, I ended up um, getting. I was. Let's see, what was I doing? I was out skateboarding with one of my buddies and ran into the football coach. Literally, I wrecked and ran into him. Holy shit! <laughs> and he's like, hey, you know, you big guy, are you going to school here? And I'm like, ah, you know, not really. He's <laughs> like, you need to come to school, put you on the football team. Do you play football? And I explained to him my situation, and he's like, you know what, let's see if we can pull some strings and go. And they made me sign waivers and put me on, like, academic probation. Really? So if I wasn't passing five of my seven classes yeah. each week, I didn't get to play in that game. Oh, shit. And there's a few times I didn't get to play in games. Damn. And was that for lack of trying, or was that because it was hard
0: to, like, do the classes at that time? Um... Point? it was actually hard to do the classes at that point so you get to a point to where like it we yeah, had a you're playing catch up and when you play catch up so much they fucking bury you mm-hmm. and teachers aren't very kind about that it, to to their credit though they don't have, they don't have like enough time to work on yeah, an it's not their basis. fault yeah. if i
1: just worked my ass off the whole time instead of trying to catch it all up at the end
0: it, exactly but then where you're at though that's just hard to dig yourself out of man
1: mm mm-hmm. mhm But, yeah so they uh, yeah, played football. They said everything was cool. Then the day after, kicked me out. I went and got my GED, got a job, and then shortly after that, joined the military. Wow, you!
0: How quickly did it take for you to get your GED? Like, were you interested in getting your GED or, at the moment,
1: or no? Um, not really. No, it took me about a year. Mm-hmm. I went and I paid for it, and then went to go took the little study book home. Yeah. Threw it in my fucking closet and it sat there for a year. Oh, shit. And got busted at a party. Got an MIP. Oh. Needed a ride to court. Told my dad, you know, hey, I'm low. I was like 18 at the time, 19, something like that. Yeah. Need a ride to court. Gives me a ride after court. Takes me to the recruiting office. Signs me up. Oh, shit. (laughs) This kid's joining the military. Boom. So the recruiter's like, okay. Where's your? You got a GED, high school diploma. Told him I needed a GED. Went to the college, took it. Got a 1370 out of a 1400. Jesus. Got a two year scholarship to the college I took it at. Told him I was like, nah, I'm joining the military. And then, oh fuck! And what was going through your head when your dad was taking you to the
0: military? Like, were you enthused or? (laughs) I didn't know we were going. Like, we the recruiter's
1: office was in the mall.
0: Oh, that's kind of sneaky. So, yeah,
1: we're driving down. But I'm like, my dad hates the mall. Why would we go into the mall? Yeah. We go walking in, and he just walks right in. Started at the Air Force, went to the Marines, and then got all the way down to the Army, and they're the only one that would take you with a GED. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. And then after that, it was every day I had to go in for a piss test.
0: Every day?
1: Yep, and as soon as it was clean... They loaded me up and drove me to Portland, and then I joined the military. <laughs>
0: Every, so wait, what were you using at the time? Yeah, just smoking pot. Time. Really? Uh-huh. And so they just pissed you until it worked? Yep. That's. Did they say anything, make any comments during the whole time?
1: No. They knew, because oh. I was honest with them. I told them. Oh, oh sure. I was like, I smoke pot. And they're like, all right, well, as long as you quit. So I quit. It just takes a while for it to get out of your system. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, that was a... Well, it was 2006 is when I enlisted.
0: 2006? And did you enlist because, or did your dad, do you think your dad took you there because you weren't going to pursue football or because you were getting in trouble? Like, would he have been fine if you were just doing some, uh, you know, blue collarish work job, like labor Yeah.
1: Job? Oh, yeah, he'd have been fine if I'd have had a job and been doing something. Uh. But I was just fucking around. I mean, I had a construction job, mm-hmm. but... I wasn't doing nothing. I wasn't going nowhere. I was hanging out with the wrong people. I see what you're saying. And, you know, he's like, well, go join the military. And then when I got back after, you know, being in for a couple of years, I come back and found out everybody that I used to hang out with still doing the same shit. Nothing's changed. It's like, God, you've gone nowhere yeah. with your life. You're still stuck at square one. I have quite a few friends like that. And it was like, all right, you know, I appreciate it. Thanks, Ted. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Fuck yeah, dude! That must be really, like, a really big moment for you when it actually comes full circle. I know it was for me, mm-hmm. ass. And then I was kind of working on sorting it out. I was still had a lot of doubts and shit. And I saw my friends still back at square one, and it made me feel a lot less doubtful.
1: Like, yeah.
0: Fuck. And when you were in the uh, so military or army. Army and, the distinction okay Army yeah so how long were you in the Army for? Just over four years.
1: What was that like?
0: because you go from an unstructured a structured environment which you reject and you know school mm-hmm. and then to a very structured <laughs> environment which you're forced to not reject or punished
1: yeah it was I right? loved it. Yeah, well, basic training and boot camp, that shit was fun. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, challenge. Like, the guy, it it didn't scare me. Most people's problem was is they get scared by the drill sergeants and everybody yelling. My dad was bigger and scarier than any drill sergeant I ever saw, and he was yelling in my face my whole life. Oh. And the drill sergeants there aren't allowed to, like, pick you up and beat the shit out of you. (laughs) So, <laughs> my dad yeah, my dad what ask? I see Now that makes sense cause you, you just sit there pad. and smile at him it's like okay yeah yell at me yes your breath stinks okay more push ups got it you know they grab you and throw you into the wall and shit like that push you around but but those are tactics yeah they don't really get to jump on you and and Dump on you, like, whereas... Not, not that my dad ever did, but he always could have. Yeah, exactly. There was nothing stopping was that him. Threat that, that was there. That yeah. little bit of fear, like, this motherfucker might snap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck, that'd make
0: me shit myself.
1: <laughs> so that's
0: interesting. You're kind of, like, primed for the environment thing. hmm And, too, looking at school, whereas um, school at times, whether it's... It's because they I always see uh, teachers, in my opinion, are, are performance artists in a lot of ways. Not um, to discredit them, but I mean that the it's all it's about the way that they present the material as much as mm-hmm. the material itself. And um, it basically, if you have shitty performance artists, it's like looking at a poor play when you're used to watching some of the best shit, or when you're used to like high intensity things, mm-hmm. and it's all low intensity, and they're making you repeat the same shit. So, I could see how military, the army could be attractive or
1: um, you'd succeed in that environment. Yeah. I didn't do very well back in the, like, when we were here in the States. Uh huh. Too many rules. Oh, shit. So, wait, how did this happen? Like, what was the moment that sticks out to you? Uh, my first Article 15. What's Article 15? Um, <laughs> it's like getting a detention, uh-huh. other than they take your rank, they take your paycheck, oh. they restrict you to post in your barracks. And they put you on extra duty. Like, I don't know. You? Oh, yeah. They, they can take your paycheck. They can stop it right then and there. Wow. Because they provide all the food, clothing, and housing that you need. You do not need a paycheck. Oh, shit. Okay. That's just extra money for you to have. Yeah. So, don't shut it all down. Holy shit. It's... And you'll get stupid shit like uh, in a rainstorm cutting the grass with a ruler and a pair of scissors. Really? Damn. Sweeping and sorting, washing individual the gravel. So, wow. Rock by rock. Every rock had to be washed individually and sorted by size. Big rocks at the tree going, or the small rocks at the tree base going out to the big rocks around the edge. And you've
0: had to do those things? Yes. How...
1: What was going through your mind when you are doing those? This, this a- fucking sucks. Yeah. Oh, shit. Everybody else is off-duty because it's after work, after you've already put in your full day. Cool. You get to go eat, and then you come back, and you get to do shit like that. Go clean all the bathrooms, mop all the floors. I don't... Just... They get fucking creative. That's nuts. They get very creative.
0: <laughs> just fucking creative in the punishment.
1: Mop the parking lot. Wow. And after how many times
0: take for you to just not put yourself in those situations anymore?
1: Um, I got a couple of a them. A couple oh, of them? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I think I ended up with uh, three total.
0: With three? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah,
1: I would have been a E five sergeant, but by the time I got out after getting my. Article 15s and everything. I was down to. I think I got knocked down to E two. E two. Yeah, just a fucking private.
0: Yeah. And then you, uh, <laughs> and you got deployed after that, right? Yeah. Yeah. How? Oh, Do you want to talk about that experience or deployment
1: was fucking fun? Really? Was it? I've oh, always man. like. man. I've
0: I've had very shallow conversations with people about deployment. I've always been interested. Dude, it would.
1: It was the best time. I had so much fun. Why did
0: you like it so much? That's
1: it was it was intense the whole time. You know, you're riding around in these trucks. I was a gunner, uh-huh. so I had this big ass fifty cal sitting out the top of this truck. Oh, really? I, now, damn, I, that's exactly. Just what I sat at the, fo- the fobits, people just sat at the fob all What's the time. A bob? Just
0: forward the forward
1: operation base. Oh, okay. It's our little town that we build out there in the middle of nowhere oh shit so yeah and then you got your Fobbits, so they get to sit around all day and they get to use the internet and talk on the phone and go to the little fucking connex grocery store that gets restocked like once every three months and when Jesus. it when it gets restocked it's almost emptied that same day so if we're out on a mission or some shit like that on a lot one of our three-day missions yeah come back fucking be empty We'll have to wait another three months. Or if we're out, money only comes around once a month. What? So if you don't draw enough money on your paycheck, because there's not no ATMs out there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Jesus. So if you're gone and they show up, you're fucked. Wow. Like, this shit sucks. We go in and we'll raid a fobbit Stash.
0: That's fucking crazy. And at the... What's at usually at, like, the FOB? So, when you're trying to, you know, go in there and buy stuff, is it food, mainly?
1: Uh, there's a, Yeah, there's snacks from the states, you know, stateside food. Oh, I see. Um, electronics, cameras, porn. laptops. No, porn is, uh, against the rules, it's illegal. What? To have, because if uh, the locals see it, it's very offensive. Um, but that doesn't mean that there wasn't a few one terabyte <laughs> things that drifted around oh, like people shit. it'd go through and it be like hey and then you'd get your you know the digital box and you'd take it home huh, take it to your room and you'd download it all onto your thing and then pass it off to the next dude oh my god <laughs> and it just made its way around so everybody had all the same porn and there was a lot of it I mean I would put gay porn on it and pass it <laughs> along <laughs> Damn, I love this man. No. Yeah,
0: that that would have been funny,
1: yeah,
0: but there was a lot of uh, what?
1: There was a lot of porn.
0: I, I bet there was because it's just you'd have just pent up fucking testosterone. I would imagine there isn't. Um, they didn't offer any sex workers out there. No, offer Jesus. <laughs> there, so when you go on like, see, I would imagine that people would have used something to cope with uh, the stress of being out there because I would imagine like when you guys go in. Uh, not having all the intel on one of your missions or whatever, like an IED can go off at any moment. I'd be fucking balls to the walls if I could smoke some weed at the very least. Jesus, mm-hmm. that would be so helpful. Um, did they give you? I don't know. Uh, did they give you anything? Like
1: the military give you anything? Oh, we said they give you like
0: uppers and shit like that.
1: Um. Well, we were taking experimental. Malaria medication.
0: Oh, shit.
1: But I don't ever remember seeing a fucking mosquito. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> 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 you know, there were flies, but... I don't think I don't that's remember how getting, that works. I don't remember getting bit by a mosquito. The only <laughs> yeah, water, no water no, out there. The only water that was there was in the river, and it was moving super fast. Really? Yeah. You're using the sand out there, aren't you? Or am I... Afghanistan is mostly rocks and mountains. Oh, really? Yeah. I know. Yeah, with no grass. Oh, fuck. Just nasty-ass steep cliffs.
0: Wow. And when you would, uh, so would you more often than not be on missions, or did you stay at the FOB? Uh,
1: We went on missions just almost every day. Really? And have... were, it was very rare to not have a mission.
0: And was your mission just like some standard, uh, you know, guarding things, or was it where you're going to places you've never been before? And
1: yeah, we had a few missions. We went to one mission that was a it was a three day. Took a day to drive out there. We stayed the night and then hiked all day the next day to get to the location. Hiked back that night and then drove all the way back again. And it was it was the first time there had been any US soldiers to this uh, town. Whoa. Moss paw stuffed all the way up in the back, fucking middle of nowhere. Really? Yeah, me and a couple of me, and my medic, and uh, the captain were on the cover of one of the fucking the little magazines that they had for the deployment. Uh-huh. For that there was a picture of us standing there.
0: Huh. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. When you go up to somewhere
0: like that, are you following what you would consider here a hiking trail or
1: yeah, like a road? Uh, it's it's like their road, but it's just a trail. Oh. They got, you know, donkeys and goats and stuff like that that That's they true. hike up and down. And some of them are just, like, super crazy steep. Really? I bet it fucking must have kicked
0: your ass. Or was your conditioning through the roof because you were...
1: Uh, by that time, conditioning was... I was the if I was a point man carried fucking everything. I had so much gear. I had shit I had two two rifles, a 203 grenade launcher, all the grenades, what? fucking eight magazines, a uh, shotgun on my back. What? Um, yeah, I had I carried a lot of shit. Two right, two rifles. A grenade launcher and a shotgun on your back with Mm -hmm. eight magazines. The 203 was connected to the bottom of my M4, and that was slung around my front. Yeah. In my assault pack, 14, designated marksman, long one. Oh, gee, and that's for long range. Long range. And then on top of that was a pistol grip, 12-gauge Mossberg, 500 tat shotgun. And that, how long did you hike for, you think? Like all uh, It'd be like hiking up to the Oyster Dome and back twice. Jesus.
0: That's nuts. And it was nothing to you at the time. That's... Well,
1: no, just wild. go. That was also the mission I blew my knee out on. Oh, did you? Yeah. So how does something like that happen? Do they just tell you to fucking keep moving? Do they just wrap it up with an ace bandage and keep moving?
0: And do you guys have to uh, always be on point? And at that point, like, were you in hostile territory? You yeah. you like...
1: Anytime a- you're shit, even when you're at the Bob, we were in hostile. We were we were way up north. Wow, we were, we were really up there. <laughs> and um,
0: what was like the most uh, pivotal moment for you out there? Like the, that gave you I don't know, like life turning, perspective altering when you're out there.
1: When I got blown up.
0: Really? Oh shit, you oh yeah, you did get blown up.
1: Yeah, spent three weeks in a coma. Oh, fuck. Wait, was it so you were on like a mission? Mm-hmm. And those gunner. Oh damn. Got lit up, was in a firefight, RPG blew up. Is that your first firefight or? Um kinda. We you know, we had been shot at and stuff like that a few times. But yeah, that was the one where we really really got down. Damn. Well, mine, there, you know, because I've been on Overwatch while mm-hmm. other people are out on missions. Because we'd go up to the, the OP, which is the mountaintop overlooking our fob, and we'd go do two- and three-week cycles with our squad up there doing pulling Overwatch in case anybody, like, attacks the fob. Yeah. We can see down, call in coordinates and shit like that, and we can oh. fire on them from on top of the mountain that would be kind of a cool
0: perspective to have on things i
1: guess to be able to watch like the not i don't want to say a battlefield
0: but watch you know everything out was it really mm-hmm. i bet it was beautiful there too though oh man so
1: many stars really i had never seen so no many lights. stars sitting up there on top of the op at night middle of the night with your night vision goggles just oh shit quiet no lights anywhere you know there's no lights down at the fob everybody's on red light discipline they call it. All the flashlights have red lenses. Uh-huh. Oh, so like infrared kind of deal? Yeah, you can't see it from more than a couple of feet away.
0: Wow. Oh, that is so cool. And I bet you saw probably a lot of shooting stars, too, then. hmm
1: <laughs> That's crazy. Giant meteor showers.
0: <laughs> Do you, um, did you develop any, like, close friendships there with people?
1: Or, um, not so much? Oh, uh, no, yeah. Um, all my buddies that I deployed with you know, it's like a, like a brotherhood.
0: I've always heard something about that where, um, like, when people come back, it things don't feel as satisfying. And I've heard that, like, the intensity, for one, and then the other one is uh, the sense of community, like the brotherhood aspect. Mm-hmm. But even when you go to a gym or even a family, it's the same thing. It's just, yeah. you know, a small amount of people that you know very well. It makes you feel safe, secure, and I don't know, just you know, you have fun, mm-hmm. and then also to be on, um, what do you call it, in those high intensity situations. I, I imagine that was probably those were the most intense moments when you were deployed that you've ever had.
1: Yeah, I'd I'd say so.
0: And when you're coming back, were you? Uh, did you ever like long? To be back in deployment, or all the you time? Happy to, really, oh. right now. And what's if, what's like the biggest thing for you? Is it that intensity
1: kind of thing, going out to missions, or was
0: it just chilling at the fob?
1: I like I like going on the missions. The, the intensity, carrying a gun around, shooting, getting shot at. It's fun. I don't. Yeah. Know, I can't say getting shot. I <laughs> not <fun, laughs> shot. You did yeah,
0: that I kickboxing it... fight. <clears throat> Did that match that same level of intensity? I know it's not the same as going to war and I don't wanna uh, denigrate that experience, but I mean did it did it feels
1: I brought the same level of intensity. You did? Okay. I, I kinda I don't, felt like you did. I don't too. fell as feel as if my opponent was into it as intensely as I was. Mhm. But I brought the same intensity I mean a fight's a fight you know I'm not gonna not be intense or try to do as hard and as best as I can just because it's my first amateur fight mm-hmm. you know in my mind that means I should make it my best and hardest fight it's my first one I got to prove something exactly and it's so it's,
0: it, well I mean that it's that and it's also uh, any competition between my any competition period is the only competition if that makes sense And i'm not even trying to uh dramatize it it's just how well you do one thing is how well you do everything yep. if you have an experience where you're like oh this is meaningless i'm not going to give any of my effort there that's like a, a chink in your armor mentally and that that will end up uh fucking degrading your results and mm-hmm. it doesn't even have to be in a fight be in anything man anything. yeah Uh, It
1: doesn't matter what it is, any task at hand. Exactly. Did
0: you, training for the fight and competing, did it bring you the same level of fulfillment or excitement?
1: Yeah. It was... It was awesome. I loved it. I mean, I had always wondered... I did, you know like I said most was my first time in a, in a real fight you know I fought a lot growing up as a kid but in a ring or whatever with an opponent who trains or um I forgot where I was going with that
0: um, and you have these certain styles too which kind of adds another element to it like the training for it and then having the opponent and being on kind of like a stage in a lot of ways. Where you're competing instead of just trying to knock this guy the fuck out, or yeah, show him what's up, basically. Yeah. Like there is a bit. I feel like, like, I feel fighting and um, martial arts in any degree or in any spe- of the spectrums is is a huge difference because like when you do martial arts, I used to think that okay, these guys just like to hurt people or. Um, yeah, these guys like to hurt people, or they like really intense situations. Mm-hmm. What I didn't understand was, is martial arts is chess. And chess is, it's also debate, for instance. It, it's like, so all of it is just a mind game. Even football is the same thing. Mm-hmm. Football is simply uh, a way to reenact war between people, because you're setting up, you know, the, the front lines and stuff like that. Yep. So... It, uh, your
1: army against my army.
0: Yeah, and so it's it doesn't boil down to these guys want to hurt each other. It's something else where it's your behavior. Because just like you said as you went into it with more intensity than he did, and that was why you won. It regardless of your strength, like I mean strength only goes so far. Mm-hmm. And then intensity carries that strength even further or yeah. mindset. Because like with my opponent, for instance, and he comes for the the one-two just straight down the middle, instead of being wrapped up and frozen under pressure, if I would have taken the time to be cognizant of my opponent's patterns, so if I would have been able to be calm in just a stressful situation, take away the hitting and any of that Mm -hmm. shit, I would have known I could have put my foot up and then did a seven or an eight, so a front kick. And that would have stopped him, or it could have sidestepped it. And those are all easy to say, but when you're under extreme amounts of pressure of any sort, it's hard to make those kinds of decisions. And so I, I think it's more of like it's all a battle of your mind. And you going to war, for instance, like your threshold is way higher. You've been in these experiences
1: that have put you under that pressure. The ability to think when under that high you see stress. How stress, yeah. yeah That's it why doesn't. I was asking if it fulfilled the same thing for you. Yeah, well, I guess it'd be just like anything anything else. All the training, really, that's that's what pays off. You know, the the constant sparring, the continuously putting yourself in that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it be sitting and trying to sit in the sauna for 20 minutes straight or going in and sparring with someone like Matt, who I'm, I outweigh, but that dude whooped my ass. Yeah. He's super fast he's got all the technique and you know all that so it's I like it. easy to learn from him Mm-hmm. go in there and let him whoop your ass you learn real quick what that body movement and that's gonna do yeah and training with him going in and against someone my and lighter gloves I trained with 16 ounces we used 10 ounce gloves my hands were so light that faster than they were before hmm I I think mean, the combination of the intensity and just the training is what really made it made the difference.
0: And how was your experience during the training? Do you
1: enjoy that kind of thing, like the preparation, or it's a it's a love hate relationship?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I love it because it's fun, but there are points where I'm sitting there and you know at some point dying, trying not to throw up, can't breathe, hurting. Legs are cramped. Maybe I just checked a kick and I can't stand anymore. hmm You know, there are times where it's like this fucking blows.
0: What makes you want to um, continue despite that feeling this fucking blows? I feel that feeling too, by the
1: way. The, uh, the feeling at the end when you're done. At the end of the day when you're done training and you're just all sitting there fucking exhausted, dressed in sweat. But there's that feeling of completion. I did it. I finished.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I made it through the day. It yes. fucking sucked, but I made it through the day. And you just... You keep that going. I don't know.
0: And I, I almost feel like... Uh, so, back to when I was younger. And I was taking somas and stuff like that. The, the amount of uh, shitty times that I had. So, I didn't have very many bad times. And I didn't have very many good times. I just had very many alright times. And when through training and like breaking myself down, martial arts or even doing uh like performing arts, or I get up on stage, and I'm not good, and I'm very scared the whole time. I get up there, palms are sweating. Why am I doing this if I'm suffering? Once I get down, or once I get comfortable up on stage, it's fun. It is so much fun, and it's because I had that little bite of suffering in the the Mm -hmm. beginning. And I realized it made it worthwhile. So what I think, what I feel happens is as you get deeper into any kind of uh, pursuit of something, is that your spectrum or the the intensity in which you can feel all emotions is bigger. And I also think much more manageable. So like your reactionary feelings like fear, mm-hmm. anger, and... Um, I don't want to say sadness. Probably more fear and anger. So when you're, when you go through the intensity of um, maybe war, correct me if I'm wrong. When you deal with trivial bullshit of day-to-day life, it just minimizes how how shitty it makes you feel. If that makes sense, Like you can handle more.
1: Mm, kind of. It, de- it depends on what it is. Like, it's much easier to deal with say because of the stressful situations it's easier to handle a car wreck mm-hmm. than it would be just some nagging ass lady who double parked and has a fucking bad oh, attitude dude, I never or someone behind that. you in line at the grocery store You uh, just I can't handle that shit Yeah. not no but like a giant horrific scene you know like uh-huh. me and a buddy were following a car the car in front of us ran over two people what one of them died really the other one I had to administer immediate care to yeah it was on the news when I was on the Cairo 7 news I had to go do interviews and everything oh my god yeah I when I was doing the whole
0: like running shit as a kid that's all that I felt was like suffering it sucked and I never got that pleasure response. Um, I often like to think about how I used to, there's to there's just try to get high, oops, high as fuck when I was a kid. And only high oh, as fuck. High. And, what did uh, I do with my hair? Point? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah. What? What? The pleasure that basically, what I'm trying to say is the pleasure that I experience after I'm done suffering in no way compares to the pleasure that I experienced when I only chased like the edge of substance, if that makes sense, or the edge of pleasure through substance. And, and that's not even to denigrate substance. What I like to do is I like to smoke weed while I do jujitsu because it allows me to be able to be more efficient with my um, energy. With like how I use my muscles and shit, so I'm more relaxed but if I did it in kickboxing then for me personally everybody's different um, my reaction timing is lower, so kickboxing it's not as useful, caffeine, bad for jujitsu, but good for kickboxing so I see it as like you use it for enjoyment like alcohol, it's uh, hanging out with friends or whatever it's useful and it's fun but like alcohol and uh, maybe trying to run a marathon you get hammered you're not okay. getting much. Not you know what I mean. And so that's where I think like substances. I enjoy them for using them in all these different situations. And so it's not seeking, chasing the pleasure of it, but it's using it to enhance the situation. Yeah. And I, it's, but I always look at the difference between, the, like, just training, for instance, and finding that limit to where I just want to give up because I'm about to physically fucking collapse that moment is so, is one of the most memorable times mm-hmm. and it, God, fuck
1: Again, I gotta take a leak yeah, out of the bathroom right. back. so there's
0: a couple questions I don't want to ask you before our time runs out is when you got in there what were the could you remember the thoughts that were going through your head when you got into the cage for the first time
1: yeah. Yep. All I was thinking about was the first move. I had I had two things going through my head. One, if he charges at me, I'm going to throw a front kick to his gut. If he doesn't, I'm going at him with a 1-3-10. Because uh-huh. that's what me and Matt decided with leg kicks. And yeah. he didn't come charging at me, so I went at him, and then it was fight on. And pretty much... Did the best to stick to the game plan.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, so to that combo, essentially? Yeah. Okay. Damn. And you went through, because I was down below, I only got up, got to the top right as you knocked them out. So you went from the, pulled through the first round, and then it was into the second round, right? Yeah. And in that second round, did you know that you had them or yep. really? Oh shit! What what was like the defining moment where you know you you got the, got had your opponent?
1: Um, I landed a really good one-two combo, really hard, and then a leg kick. And I saw that when I he put the pressure on that leg, he winced and then he backed up. And then I just see the look in his face that he was like, "Fuck, he was done." Mm-hmm. He was just trying to figure out how he was gonna make it. And that's when I just jumped on him and went balls out and started throwing punches. He ducked down. I put one in between his gloves to his chin. Oh, shit. Mm. I mean, he he did get me good, though. You'll see in the video. He makes me turn around and put my hands up. He landed that right right in between my gloves on the end yeah. of my nose. Oh, fucking pop. It hurt. Ow. Covered and turned. Created some distance and then... Just went back at him before Damn. any time for pain or anything to set in. It just kind of I I w- felt it, and I was like, oh, motherfucker. When your adrenaline's going, man, you don't feel shit at mm-hmm. that moment,
0: man. It it, takes, it took me at least like 30 minutes
1: after my match for it all to set in. Fuck. Yeah. My shin, my face. got My nose hurt. I was, got downstairs, and they finally took my gloves off, and I went to pick my nose, and it just started bleeding all oh, over my face like yeah he fucking got me <laughs> need some tampons I love that <laughs> mm-hmm. those things work great
0: <laughs> yes they do um, is there <coughs> anything that you would like to share with the audience uh, anywhere that they can find you or check out the video for your
1: fight uh, yeah you can uh, it's on my Facebook page just I mm-hmm. guess look me up Jesse Marshall Jesse Marshall Marshals with two L's. Um, yeah.
0: Fuck yeah, dude. Thank you so much for coming on, Jesse. I really appreciate it, man. And it was a lot of fun. Yep. And I was excited to be able to be on the card with you, too. Yeah, it was good having you, dude.
1: It was yeah. fun. It was nice. I was kind of scared thinking I was going to be the only one. Yeah. And then he's like, we got two more people. So I was like, so that kind of boosted my confidence, too, having other guys from the gym there with exactly. me.
0: Exactly. If I was solo, I would be fucking... Probably in worse shape. That's for damn sure. And I definitely
1: like fighting at the front of the card. Yeah, I do <laughs> too. That was
0: my favorite, man. I don't right I don't out know the game at
1: the end of the card, man. But just, it was Watched anything. everybody come down all beat up afterwards. Yeah,
0: with um, stand up, that's how it kind of is. Is where I, I got a 11 p.m. spot and sign ups are at 8:30, and it was you know, fuck it just set in the whole time. <laughs> and then by the end, there. everyone's all tired and they don't want to hear shit. So mm-hmm. it's just like no one laughs. Whoops. Um, yeah. I'll, everybody check out uh, Jesse Marshall with two L's on Facebook. And you could also uh, find the video of his fight on Matt Coble's Facebook.
1: Yeah. It's on Matt Coble's. So that's our coach. I don't know. It might be on LiveWire's. He might have posted it to LiveWire MMA. Yeah. But you could also look there. That's the gym that we train at too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, huge thanks to all those guys, too, for the training. Oh, yeah. I'm super excited to get back in it
0: and then just see where it goes. Yep. All right. Bye, folks. What are you doing? Hey, friends. Thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, please rate and review it on any platform yeah. that you choose. That old Joey <laughs> goofball. That was my son. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, please share it let's make it like the plague and I hope Hi. all you guys are enjoying yourselves out there <laughs> I know I am <laughs> and if you have any uh, recommendations for the show or you'd like to reach out to me you can find me on my contact page at Uh the shingles are pretty much gone so I'm going to be back on top of it as much as I can with this little man so you guys have fun.
1: Oh, what's, what's no. your what's your name? What well, what's your name?
0: They the yeah. can't talk back to you. Oh goodness, just bear with me and enjoy yourselves. Seriously. Hey.